0: This is the 99x Technology Podcast. Tune in to RTN Tech Sessions every Thursday for practical approaches and solutions to
1: all things tech. Hi guys, I'm Bishan, your host for the day. Welcome all you to the weekly podcast of 99x Technology. Uh, Our upcoming sessions uh, will be related to modern Java-related technologies. uh, And today we will talk about microservices using Java. Uh, So guys, if you are interested in... Uh, Java and this area. Please follow us on any major platforms because we are on all those now. And uh, joining me to the session today, uh, Chintha and Priyan. Guys, can you brief about yourself, a bit? Yeah, uh, I'm Priyan. Uh, so I'm
2: working in 99x Technologies as a tech lead. So uh, yeah, uh, about my past experience, uh, I have nearly eight o- eight years uh, long uh, history. In Java and uh, backend service uh, implementation, and uh, I have mainly worked in domains such uh, like um, healthcare, fintech uh, industries, and um, now in Ironix the warehouse supply management kind of domain. Yeah, that's my about it.
0: Hi guys, Uh, my name is Chintaka and uh, I'm working in 99x as a senior software engineer Uh, and I have uh, more than six years of experience in the industry and uh, I have domain knowledge in banking mainly the fintech domain and uh, now I am working with the uh, warehouse management system in the uh, warehouse management
1: uh, domain so that's the uh, detail about me. Okay, thanks guys. So, uh, first of all, uh, uh, guys, why microservices?
2: Yeah, uh, that's a natural question we should ask when we uh, hear this buzzword actually. So, as we all know, so, talking about my experience about this, how the evolution happens towards microservices. So, back in, when I started my career, so, when we go to projects, Okay, so we see big projects, we call those as monoliths. So all the business logics, all the modules, everything is in one single web app, right? Mm. So so actually, literally we had uh, two days long code work through just to understand what's happening inside the code base. Just before to, starting the just touching... To, yeah. Just to realize the domain. Just to realize the domain how the code works, right? And the uh, uh, application just take uh, like half a minute to uh, uh, get up and uh, boot up. Uh, then uh, the testing was uh, kind of a severe thing. Those are the natural uh, courses which we were experiencing using these monoliths and the scalability deployment problems. So there was numerous uh, these kind of headaches when we do development using those uh, monolith architecture. So that's why this uh, microservice evolved in such a way like so people were u- using the service oriented architecture for a long time using develop uh, different methodologies like buses and all. So my, when coming to microservices this is more like, uh, I would say, uh, implementing service uh, single responsibility principle into the uh, deployment architecture Like So, when you come to microservices, the service components are really small And we well focus focused on the single responsibility oh, okay. right? That's how they work and those, uh, as you see, then uh, uh, th- those microservice teams also are smaller teams Then the service uh, projects are really small and they all all have their own life cycle development life cycles on repos, on pipelines to develop, deploy, and all of that. So, that's the beauty of microservices. And uh, as you may know, big companies like Netflix, Amazon, eBay actually, uh, Amazon was using the two tie architecture for a long time and they had issues. Scaling on it. So they move to microservices and we see the benefit and we see how they performing that big uh, Domain so those are the things uh, why microservices evolved such a way that uh, It's very helpful for the IT industry Uh, Plus uh, it has its own uh, drawbacks as well. We can discuss uh, when we go things. So that's a brief about it Yeah,
1: So guys uh, to get an start uh, uh, so how how can someone uh, uh, develop a microservices based uh, software using Java? Where yeah. are the starting point? Yeah, Bishan.
0: Actually, uh, uh, Spring Boot. We have a framework called Spring. And uh, uh, back in uh, back into three years back or four years back, they have introduced the framework uh, software development yeah.
1: architecture. Actually, like we had a session last. Uh, yeah. last yeah, spring, yeah. Boot, yeah. Boot, yeah, yeah, Spring Spring Boot session
0: so we are basically using spring boot applications uh, and uh, we have base uh, component that's that's the main main component in the microservice project which is uh, called uh, reg, uh, microservice registry mm-hmm. the basic idea is registry is the place that register all the microservices into into a single place mm-hmm. so here we are using uh, spring cloud so one of the package inside the spring boots uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, ecosystem so on top of the Spring Cloud, they have developed, uh, there is a tool called Spring Cloud Netflix. It basically uh, uh, add on to the Spring Cloud, so it gives uh, some uh, value addition to the Spring Cloud and we can use Spring Cloud based Spring Cloud Netflix, Eureka or something to register the services into a single place. So basically that's the idea between the uh, service registry, so added to that. Uh, we can uh, use Soul, uh, tool called Soul, for the routing because inside microservices all the requests and responses have to be routed yeah. between the, all the web services. So we can use Soul, and uh, the main thing Soul provides us this uh, API gateway. So API API gateway is the main place which is exposed to the environment. So every client who is consuming the uh, microservices project. So they have to connect with the API Gateway. So API Gateway is the exposing part. So SOOL uh, can expose an API Gateway, it will generate API Gateway and it can be used in our software project.
1: And um, So literally the mobile teams and all other guys getting yeah, this. Yeah, gateway. exactly. So they are communicating with the Gateway,
0: Gateway will be uh, route all route the things process. where it must go to. And in addition to that, uh, we can use Spring Security uh, to secure the API APIs. And I will explain it a bit more in the next part. And uh, there can be a place where we have to trace the uh, request and responses because we have to have a way to troubleshoot the things inside the Microsoft So uh, there is a tool called Zipkin, which uh, which we can use to trace Actually, it's distributed tracing. We, we call it distributed tracing. So mainly what it, it's doing is, it captures all the requests and responses with the time it consumes, where it went, where it came, and all the things in the dashboard like this. Mm-hmm. So developers, so the owners of the software project can easily trace whatever the things happening inside the microservices project. So monitoring tool. Yeah, monitoring, basically a monitoring tool, but <coughs> it's really easy to configure with the Spring Boot application. And uh, that's all about how we can build a microservice-based architecture using Spring Boot. And uh, addition to that... Uh, uh, so if we summarize the tools you mentioned, Chintara? Yeah. So, soul
2: for the routing... SOOL for digging. the routing,
0: Spring Security for security, SIPKIN for distributed tracing, and on top of that, Spring Cloud-based, Netflix, Eureka, to register the web services. Uh, I mean, the microservice, all the registry. Cool, cool. And addition to that, the... Nice thing in the Spring Cloud Netflix is, it also, uh, actually in my experience I did it, uh, we can also use uh, Node.js based services, with register with the same Netflix Eureka because Mm -hmm. Netflix Eureka is supporting that. So we can not depend on, highly depend on the Spring Boot. If someone is there with the experience with Node.js, they can start a project with, microservice project with Node.js as well. So they can easily configure with the Netflix Eureka, that's the beauty of it and
1: uh, yeah that's it okay uh, okay guys so uh, so as you said uh, that you will explain later how how actually we can secure a microservice yeah uh,
0: yeah
1: it's like this we can.
0: so uh, as i say the api gateway is the main place which is communicated by which is exposed to the, the consumers. clients consumers. the yeah. consumers so what if we can Secure the API gateway.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, so API gateway is the only exposing part. So we will uh, secure the API gateway. So to do that, we can use Spring Security. So uh, it's basically like this: so we implement a OAuth not, not, not sorry, not the auth service, it's an authentication service, it's a, another service in the microservice platform, so it will have the spring security capabilities so we introduce the auth service and it will have auth or jwto whatever oh, the mechanism yeah. then they are using to auth- authenticate oh. so that auth service is connected with the api gateway so any client who needs to access the api gateway or the, any single uh, microservices inside, inside the mm. ecosystem so they have to authenticate with the auth service, auth- service yeah. then auth service will return a token or no, whatever the thing so, then uh, they have to use that uh, authentication token to communicate with the uh, microservice project. Okay. So, that's how we can authenticate uh, authenticate and authorize the API gateway and in addition to that, um, yeah so now somebody has uh, somebody maybe has a problem with uh, how we can secure all the microservices because those can be exposed because api gateway is in a single server and uh, let's say there are 50 microservices so microservices have been inside the server so uh, to do that we don't need to implement the authentication layer so we can uh, at the infrastructure level a uh, me- mechanism. Likewise, uh, we can use uh, IP whitelisting. So uh, what we call, uh, let's say the API gateway is in uh, 120 server and the first microservice in 121. So we will add a uh, hardware level uh, okay. infrastructure, infrastructure level uh, whitelisting so any request from the api gateway is only accepting from the microservice yeah. or else we can have a mutual SSL or something mm. to uh, see, uh, communicate uh, validate the communication uh, so
2: yeah. like but the idea is what you are suggesting is that we don't have to build a- every microservice we don't have to touch security Security, yes. the only place we have to secure is the api gate api gate yeah.
0: That's so the api yeah. if
1: api gate is secure the microservice call system will be secure even though you have a thousand of microservices so you e- just yeah. secure one exactly exactly okay yeah. so uh, uh, so uh, guys what are the aspects we should think if we are to apply this to a project uh, mm. this microservice architecture what are the- Yeah, uh, so people are talking about microservices,
2: it's better than monoliths, everything. The first thing I would say when applying a architecture to a project, it highly depends on the context and the level that we are talking about. So the idea is like, uh, let's say you are working in a startup, which you gonna release an MVP. Mm. Then, uh, I don't, uh, according to my view, I don't think going microservice at the early stage would not yeah. be the first candidate that you should choose. Actually, just because the microservice is beauty yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we have to study the domain. domain yeah. Because
0: yeah. Uh, for a small thing, we don't need to implement a microservice project. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Likewise, so if you, the first thing is that. and bringing microservice into a project will introduce its own complexity like yeah. uh, talking about some of it like um, uh, your microservices will have its own data layers so it's not like having a single database there can be scenarios but that can be very tricky there are thousands of ways that this can be done so introducing a separate data layer the tables will be on their own user tables will be in separate microservices where the payment tables will be in another, yeah, so yeah. you have to make inter- like a distributed, uh, Excel- distributed data Exactly, distributed data schema. Actually. Your tables are distributed. Same so it will like add a lot of complexities. Plus, uh, you have to make a mechanism to inter service communication. You have to make channels, whether they are going to be asynchronous or synchronous. There are thousands of complexities there. So yeah. the first thing is you have to study. Uh, uh, before you dig into the deep end.
0: In addition to that, uh, there will be more cost because we have to have separate sur- services environment and exactly. all the things. Yeah. So, for a monolith, there will be a less cost, mm. but microservices there will be a huge cost. Exactly. So they have to study it as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: then again, uh, and uh, as Chintha mentioned I mean, a good very point, like when you develop microservices, the beauty is you can have separate teams which works totally independently. So they will work on their own with the Spring Boot team, the user, NodeJS team will will work on them and they will be team likewise. So those are the uh, concepts which came from the service oriented architecture actually. So that this is the evolution. So and the other thing is, uh, when we are d- developing a microservice-based architecture, we should first study how we're going to decompose the services as according to our domain. Actually, mark so the boundaries, etc. Yeah. So, uh, so they those should have a, a justifiable meaning. So there are uh, very uh, there are several ways of doing it. Just to mention, uh, you can decompose by business capabilities, yeah. like. Uh, you have to study how the business is handling in real domain knowledge and you can extract what are the business capabilities and those become your microservices. Yes. Then again, uh, there's a favorite uh, uh, architectural pattern that you have heard of uh, Domain Driven Design. Uh, so in Domain Driven Design, they are calling something about boundary context. So that's a good uh, way of uh, separating microservices as well. And then again, the simple uh, methodologies like uh, catching up with the nouns and verbs likewise uh, so there are several ways of doing it. I think, uh, Chinta, you can give us an example
0: maybe? Yeah, of course. Uh, actually, let's say we have to develop a software for a bank or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So banking domain, banking domain, in, that's my domain which I have worked for past mm-hmm. four years. So in domain, uh, in domain such like that, uh, we have to have a way to communicate people with notifications, emails, sms, all, all the things and we have to send tra- fund transfers, yeah. transactions and we have to uh, have a module that uh, handle the users, yeah. uh, simply the user registrations, user management and all the things. So we can divide boundaries with those three areas. So let's have a notification service to separate notification service, which will send SMSers, emails and all the things oh, okay. and which will have, we will have a fund transfer module, mm-hmm. which will have a lot of huge impact and mm-hmm. a huge request count because user module will be not used every time, every time but yeah. fund transfer can be used thousand, mm-hmm. thousand more times. Yeah. So it will, so we can easily, uh, scale up, scale up the service, which is in the, uh, fund transfer level and user module is the separate module. So likewise, we can divide our, that's a simple way. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of things to uh, think when we are doing the boundary mm-hmm. boundaries, mm-hmm. Uh, marking the boundaries. So I think, uh, I would think people have get the idea about the micro yes. likewise,
1: And one thing, uh, what, I, uh, uh, what I got was, uh, while you uh, explained that, uh, you mentioned about the banking area yeah. and. Uh, Priyani is working on the warehouse management stuff, and uh, to uh, uh, break this down to microservices level, I, what I got was like uh, those should be like a huge system, like banking can have a yeah. separate notification. Yes, you? yes, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we talk this. I think the startup kind of project, yeah, doesn't for MVP, there uh, uh, yeah. that is
0: not a suitable, and uh, not even for MVP, there let's say there is a small like yeah. yeah. it's, really. it's like
2: this, like yeah. if you have a clear idea, if you know end-to-end domain knowledge, then mm-hmm. you can start with the Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a big refactoring state, that's why I took ah, the okay. MVP example, let's yeah. say, you have So you can goal. adapt this while you evolve. Later. Exactly. But the boundary... Uh, definition. Yeah. That should be stable. Yeah. You can't uh, have fee, uh, your account and the uh, finance, what do you call it? Oh, yeah. Two modules oh. and then separated. that's going to be a help. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So your so definition
1: of... So def- basic uh, definition of, clear definition of uh, things. Like yeah, things. exactly. Clear definition
0: and it will make, if we don't have a clear definition, it will make code repeating all the yeah, you know because
2: the refactoring part is much bigger than because the monolith, the monolith. monolith. Okay. <laughs> when yeah. comes, if you have to refactor at that level service, okay. yeah. service yeah inside the service yes that's very super fast mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's why I told you you have to have a clear architecture knowledge mm-hmm. to
1: apply this stuff uh so guys uh, and also one one question uh, since you we discussed that uh, microservices architecture can have a uh, distributed data schemas yeah. Yeah. Uh, how how to maintain the consistency of these uh, yeah the, uh, so
2: i'll brief it like this so there are several patterns are like uh, saga pattern and you can use event sourcing to just to ensure so you are working with data that's mm-hmm. really important and uh, so you have introduced event sourcing, let's say a simple example, uh, when user is entered uh, uh, account entry, yeah. the triggering uh, event can be triggering from another uh, service. Oh. So between those data, there should be consistency we have to maintain. So we yeah. are talking about two database with uh, related tables. Yeah. So there are several patterns and the uh, complex, most complex part is data retrieval. So, you have few areas distributed yeah. data, you have to, but when you're querying a mobile or a web client, you have to present it nicely yeah. in the optimal way. So, you have to use command query uh, segregation. segregation, yeah, CQRS pattern, no, whatever. So, there are thousands of uh, evolved patterns which you can use of course there are plenty of yeah.
0: resources. In addition to that, uh, yeah. there are some uh, good reading points uh, like uh, website and also, you can check out uh, DZone, Beldung uh, and microservices.io, yes, so those are the very good resources we can uh, refer when we are uh, studying the about microservices, yeah, yeah uh, that's
1: okay. it. Okay, so thank you Chintak and Priyan for sharing your knowledge yeah. and okay. guys, thank these you. guys are experts on these areas. so. Uh, It's a good opportunity for you to uh, get on board with our podcasting every week. Uh, So, see you guys on next week.